0: is roger with the truth radio and we're partnering with the bible league international on till the whole world knows bibles for the nations what did you pray for today good health safety maybe to meet a goal pastors and evangelists in the middle east latin america and europe aren't praying for material blessings or for an end to the challenges they face Instead, they're praying for God's word so that believers there will be spiritually nourished and strengthened to live out their faith in these difficult parts of the world. Many of our brothers and sisters in Christ, half a world away, are without their own Bible. So let's send them God's word today. Give one Bible for only $5 or $20 for $100. And you'll help the Truth Radio and the Bible League reach our shared goal of sending 1,200 Bibles. Call 800-YES-WORD. That's 800 S W O R D. word Or click the Bibles for the nation's banner at ilovethetruth.com. Version
1: sequence time. Six, five, four, three, two, one.
2: Zero, all
1: engines running. Commit, off. Hello, everyone, and welcome to SWAT Radio here on Friday, November tenth. I'm David Gray, along with my good friend and SWAT brother, SWATite, not Shemite, SWATite, uh, Craig Henderson, and we are glad that you're with us here as we come to you live from our studios in Jacksonville, Florida. And uh, first of all, Craig. Great to be here with you. Haven't been together in for a while. You're getting to be a, a a real regular out of the bullpen here. I know you were on with Doug this weekend, so thanks for being here. It's great to have you.
3: Well, I enjoy every time I have the opportunity to be on, and it's just a, it's a great privilege and uh, to really have a chance to share what God's Word says for all of us as we walk through this uh, this
1: time in our lives. Yep. So. That's right, and it, we were talking before we came on about just how crazy it seems to be. you know, And, and yeah. to you and I, it is, but fortunately we we have a we serve a god and belong to a god who is not surprised right by any of this and uh that's a that's really i was going to say that's a comforting thought and it is but it's really the only thought that we can hold on to when it comes to some of this stuff that's going on
3: yeah that is so true that is so true being able to have anchor in the word of god that's just unchanged in a world that is constantly shifting and you know it's just and if you, this is where you put your face in the world, boy, it's, it's yeah. just gonna, it's like in tatters right now with yeah. all the wars and conflicts and yeah. things like that that are going on. It's yep. just, a,
1: yeah. And just, just the things as we talk about at some, you know, for a few minutes every day, almost as we start the program, the things going on, the mini wars, right? In our culture and oh, just yeah. the wars going on, you know, between, between people uh, on a day to day basis. but. Um, before, you know, if you're new to SWAT or haven't listened for a while, we want to just remind you that SWAT stands for Spiritual Warriors Advancing Truth. And uh, we are a daily uh, radio program that exposits God's word. And it's Doug McCary has uh, started the SWAT Bible Studies here in the Jacksonville area. They've been going on for, gosh, over probably a dozen years now. And uh, they're at different locations throughout Jacksonville. And the radio program uh, grew out of uh, the weekly Bible studies. And, um, you know, we've mentioned this many times before, but if, you, if you're interested in being part of a men's a weekly Bible study and being part of a, a community that, that studies God's Word and, and learns from God's Word each week, uh, we'd love to have you, and you can go to SWATradio.com to get information about uh, the weekly Bible studies, the times that they meet, the days, and, and the locations. You can always email Doug at Doug at com if you want uh, more information. Um, and usually, like we were saying, we, we spend the first segment of the show typically a program. I can't say show, program. If Doug's listening, I'll, I'll have to put a dollar in the fine jar for saying show instead of program, <laughs> um, where we kind of look at maybe some things that are going on in our culture and, and talk about how we can react to those things um, as as God's people and uh, how, how we can be a, a light and an ambassador in our in our somewhat crazy culture these days. Yeah, and I'll
3: just, I, I, you know, listening to you, David, it makes me think about just giving it a little personal uh, affirmation because, um, you know, I'm fairly new to SWAT. Um, I've been involved in a local church for a right. long time. You
1: and I have known each other f- in other f- other avenues right. before you came to SWAT. And,
3: right? and honestly, coming to SWAT was just, it was it's, it's so refreshing and enjoyable to be with brothers who all mm-hmm. attend a lot of different churches, mm-hmm. uh, but we're breaking the word together you know, and, and Doug is an amazing expositor mm-hmm. of the word of God. One of the best I've ever heard. And I have thoroughly uh, enjoyed it. And so if anybody's listening for the first time, you haven't tried out one of the SWAT Bible studies, I it's, yeah. it is uh it was one of the best decisions I made about uh, getting involved in a group and, yeah. and getting to know the men that are in each, each in the one, at least that we're in, in the Mandarin SWAT. Yeah. So.
1: And, and even when you're in a local, uh, one of the several groups you 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 get to know the people obviously in your own group better but you wind up also meeting guys from the other groups and it's one of the pillars of swat is community of course um, along with uh, god's word prayer event even evangelism evangelism and and discipleship and um boy we pray for each other in addition to studying the scriptures and uh you know the, the the texting that goes on during the week and the emails and you do a great job with that but just you know, the the privilege and the ability to pray for each other and, and support each other has been... I, I've said before, I know there was a time in my life where I didn't have a lot of male Christian friends because I, I didn't really seek them out. And, you know, part of me wanted to be left alone and isolate, right? Because I wanted to do sure. what I wanted to do. And now I have more... <laughs> Male Christian friends that I know what to do with, but I can't imagine not having them. Right. Can't imagine not having the the community that I have. So I'm very thankful for that. Um, Lest we run out of time here in the first segment. And speaking of Doug chastising me, we will be severely chastised if we don't mention that today is Veterans Day observed. Tomorrow is the actual Veterans Day. So a huge thank you um, and, and, um, uh, voice of gratitude to all Amen. of the veterans out there, including Doug, who is a, yes. who is a Marine, a former Marine, but I guess once a Marine, always a Marine.
3: That's right. And, um, and what, what is today?
1: Today is the birth date, right? Of the Marines. We, uh, we were talking about that before we came on and then we looked it up to make sure we had it right, but it was November 10th, 1775. Wow! And, uh, apparently the Marines were formed to initially augment the Navy and, uh, the first recruiting station was a tavern in Philadelphia, we read. We got a kick out of <laughs> yeah, that. Um, but, uh, yeah, today is the is the birth date of the Marines. So uh, thank you to everyone out there who's listening and who may not be listening. If you're listening and know someone, please yeah. thank them for us uh, because um, just can't express how, gra- how thankful I am personally for everyone who has sacrificed and served.
3: We have the freedoms we have today because of those that have served as veterans, and frankly, many countries around the world because of how America has been involved in yeah. uh, in pushing back uh, authoritarianism and other yeah. things. Yeah.
1: yeah, We've talked several times, you know, in our in our first segment of the program, and we've talked about this off off the air as well. Just there seems to be a lack. In in a, in the younger generations, and I'm not I'm painting a broad brush here, but just from my observation, anyway, it it seems to be a lack of understanding or 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 respect for what service members have done. And again, I'm not saying everyone. I'm painting with a broad brush, but I'm not sure that there is that the history is being taught always correctly of what people did to secure freedom and to 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 um protect yeah. our freedoms and the country and um and I, i'm not sure that uh you know there's an appreciation out there in, in in some ways and so just would encourage anybody who's listening to make sure you reach out and thank <laughs> our yeah. service members that might be in your sphere amen yeah
3: very but, good very good point david
1: you know I, I and i know movies can't can't do the reality justice but sometimes i think you know at a certain age part of a school curriculum should be we're going to sit down and watch the opening 20 minutes of Saving, Saving Private, Private Ryan. Or we're was going to watch Midway or we're going to watch, you know, one of these movies that really yeah. paint an accurate historical picture of what happened.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Cause he, it's, it's something that we've never experienced, you know, here in our, in our shores. And, and yet it was what those guys, I mean, the sacrifice they made just like,
1: Unbelievable. It is unbelievable. And, 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 and obviously what current service members continue to make and, uh, so, again, a big thank you, and, and thank you to, to Doug individually. Uh, um, I know Doug has some—we won't get into them now because he'll, he'll tell them when he wants to, but he's got some great stories, wow. and, and some of the things that he went through, uh, and I know he shared these things as part of his testimony, but just as a pilot, uh, particularly one event that, that he had a really crazy event that he would be the first one to say, it's God's grace that he's alive from.
3: I think that's a, you know, that's a good point, David, because I think any time that we're with veterans um, and and really ask them, give them an opportunity to share stories and events in their lives that have been impactful for them, for the good and and for the, for the hard stuff, because, you know, it's in, in our culture, really being able to share stories, get passed down from generation to generation or, or from experience of people that we've never experienced really brings to life in a lot of ways. Mm -hmm. Um, Some of those things that, that, you know, we're, we're the beneficiaries of.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And the other, the other thing about studying history and studying some of the, the threats to freedom and the threats to the country and the way that our service people, you know, fought and died for that and were wounded for that. And, you know, you can really see God's hand as you look at these things as well. And and you see some people will say, Oh, it, it was so lucky that the weather was this way that day or this happened. And, you know, God's, God is sovereign and God's providence and all of these things. So not only should we be thankful to our service members, but of course we should, you know, you feel like it goes without saying, but I need to be reminded of this, right? We need to be thankful to God for our country and to pray for it. And the Bible tells us to do that. And sometimes I'm lax about that.
3: That's right. Even as bad or as painful as we may think it is, you know, the Bible says that all leaders are put in power by God. That's right. You know, and to pray for. That's right. right. That's right, and so that's always a challenge at times that's yeah, yeah,
1: it <laughs> yeah. is, it is because we, like you said earlier, we see things sometimes through a much different lens than than what God sees and, yeah, uh, and the other thing I, I think is we always tend I, well, I shouldn't say we always, but I, I think it's human nature to think that that our our situation in our time. Oh, this got to be the worst! Oh yeah, right. This
3: is, it's never happened like this before. Yeah. yeah, but
1: but could we say that to Christians that were being thrown to the lions in the Colosseum? Right. You know, could we say that to you know, in so many other examples, um, it, it was pretty bad. <laughs>
3: sure, sure. That's right. It may be our worst experience recently, that's but right. from a from a long from a full history standpoint, right. It's a lot different. That's right? right.
4: Yeah,
1: yeah. Shifting gears just for a second, we've got a couple minutes left before our first break. You know, we were. Craig and I were talking about a story uh, that I happened to see um, before we came on about a, you know, we talk about the importance of knowing the scriptures and, and, and a, being able to, because that's the way we know what God tells us (laughs) about himself and about us and about salvation and about Jesus. And, but it's also important to read them and know it. So we know truth from error, right? We know truth from falsehood and uh, correct. Was reading a story about a high school student, I think in the Chicago area, who is a is a believer, and uh, apparently was involved in a lawsuit and successfully, you know, won the lawsuit um, against the school district because they were during some kind of quiet time at school, having the students do some kind of Zen meditation. That to make a long story, as my dad always says, to make a long story monotonous, uh, make a long story short. Um, it involved chanting the names of Hindu gods and uh, wow. and bowing down before mm. getting on mm. your knees. Not necessarily; they didn't quite put it as bowing down, but getting on your knees before a picture of some guru. And and apparently, this girl recognized. Wait a minute, this doesn't sound right. And and I only get on my knees for Jesus. And um, and apparently, she went home and told her mother and told an aunt who's involved in ministry. And and they brought this up with the school district and lo and behold, the chanting that they were having them do, where they told them they were meaningless words just to help with the meditation. They were the names of Hindu gods. <laughs> so, so much for, you know, we can't have any mention of Christianity or Jesus or prayer in schools, but it's okay to chant the names of Hindu gods.
3: Yeah. And that, that's just, it's so disappointing because there's, it's like somebody's trying to dupe them. Yeah. You know? it, I mean, just, and, right. uh, and, and, thank goodness like you say that the, the young lady knew Absolutely. something was not right yep something and
1: was not right so clearly Amen. the holy spirit revealed Amen. that and i'm sure her own training and and her uh her knowledge of you know whether whether wherever she is in her walk she knew yeah that uh that something wasn't right there and uh just another example of uh why we need to know and um but a good example but a good outcome that this was exposed Amen, and that she was uh, her faith was uh upheld so we are going to take our first break here on SWAT radio we're going to come back and we're going to kind of wrap up the week uh talking about uh as Doug and Brad and Doug and Craig have been talking about this week what the bible has to say about the importance of Israel uh, and we will do that when we come back on SWAT radio
0: The Florida Georgia Truth Network. Listen online at I Love the
4: It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas everywhere you go. Take a look at the five and ten, glistening once again, with candy canes and silver lanes aglow. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. Talk- in every store but the sight to see is the holly that will be on your own front
1: door welcome back to SWAT radio everyone David Gray and Craig Henderson glad that you are with us and I have not been on I don't think since November 1st so I had forgotten that the Christmas music, the Christmas had music, had music is here yeah. Yeah. yeah actually Doug starts the Christmas music on the 4th of July I think but uh <laughs> No, he, he probably would. He would. Uh, he loves it. Yeah, oh, he yeah. does love it. And I do agree with him. We should, uh, some of the carols especially, uh, we could sing year-round for sure. Um, one of the great experiences, and I've mentioned this before, that I had in my life was when we went to Israel with on, with Doug in 2020, and we were in a cave in something called the, the Shepherd's Field, which is right outside Bethlehem. And while it, it may or may not be the exact field that the shepherds were in, it was certainly right in that area, and uh, but they uncovered uh, uh, a bunch of caves, and um, we likely a type of cave that Jesus was born in, where they would keep animals, and especially keep sheep to wow. protect them, so they would be without blemish for the Passover sacrifice, because Bethlehem was where those sheep were raised, interestingly enough what a coincidence wow. huh the lamb of, lamb of god <laughs> right in the
3: same place as the sheep born the in lamb. a
1: cave where the where the, sh- the sheep themselves were kept to keep them from injury so they wouldn't have a blemish but anyway we were in one of those caves and got to sing hark the herald angels sing in the cave at the shepherd's field where the angels appeared to the shepherds and it was just it was man that'll give you chills yeah, that's, uh, that's,
3: that's where you really realize that uh, I mean, God's plan is eternal and yeah. that uh, nothing happens by chance. While yep. we think things are happening by chance or random, it's part of a much bigger plan yep. for all of us. That's awesome.
1: And then on a lighter note, I also heard Linus's voice from Charlie Brown talking about the meaning of Christmas while I was uh, in the cave there. So anyway, remember when we were kids, man, if you missed that, it was the end of the world because there was no cable, there was no Internet. If you missed it, it was you waited a year to see it again. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway. All right. Uh, Well, as I said before the break, uh, and uh, Craig, you've been here this week with Doug, and and Doug and Brad earlier in the week have been going through. Doug kind of took a, given what's going on in the world, took a break from, a one-week hiatus from uh, our study in Mark to to kind of talk about what God has to say in Scripture about Israel and and why is Israel important to us as believers and important to the world um, and so that's what uh, what been talked about this week and 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 Doug had reminded us as kind of an introduction to that he's got he had twelve kind of points or reminders about the importance of Israel directly from the scriptures but to kind of intro that just a couple of points that a reminder that the bible is a story right from genesis 1 to revelation 22 about god and man and how god deals with mankind through the nation of israel and a reminder about the fact that israel has produced the greatest blessings of any nation on earth right it's the foundation of civilized thinking about god about man about nature sin evil etc and uh, you know, Doug made the point that if we removed any nation from the history of the world, something would be lost, right, in, in, in history and some contribution. But if we removed Israel, uh, as Doug put it, we'd lose the mortar that holds the bricks of civilization together. So um, we know that in Scripture Israel is called a chosen people, a peculiar people, a special treasure, a people for God's own possession – and those titles are given to Israel not because of anything special about the people themselves, but because they are the people that God chose, right? And so that's why they're special, because God chose them.
3: Yeah, you know, as a as a, as a, as a Western country, you know, and I, I'm sitting here listening to you talk about that and realizing that that there are really very few countries that still exist in our world today that are documented historically, biblically, for for thousands of years,
4: mm-hmm.
3: thousands of years. Right. I mean, you think about places like Babylon or Persia, yeah, and they're not, you know, that aren't around anymore. And yet, Israel is maybe the only one. Egypt, may, mm-hmm. maybe Egypt was, I guess, on, but other than that, you don't have many. And countries have come and gone, right? Really, right. as far as their name or existence in the yeah. in the world since that, and that's the one country that for thousands of years,
1: yep. I was reading an article the other day where I forget the name of the pastor who was quoted in the article, but he mentioned the fact, he's talking about Israel, and he mentioned, one of the things he mentioned that really brought me up short was there's no other country or no other people who were dispelled from their homeland for a longer people a period of time than Israel and then came back together basically with their language well with their culture and with their nation and their people intact came back to their homeland Mm -hmm. there's never been another country that was gone from their homeland for so long vanished and then came back to it basically intact yeah and and that has to be of god God. there's no question about that it's
3: not not possible if it was a random occurrence and it is because of the heritage and lineage of god watching over those people whether they were in Egypt or yep. wherever they were but they were the chosen ones.
1: Yeah. And and I admit that over the years there have been times where through lack of teaching or you know lack of knowledge on my part I might have thought well you know all of that in terms of God's covenant in the Old Testament with Israel is kind of over because we have the new covenant and Jesus is here and the the Jews have rejected for the most part Jesus as Messiah. But that's not right and that and and I was reminded you know, in the same article and by Doug's teaching, of course, that God's covenant with Abraham to give him the land of Israel is an everlasting covenant, if you will. And we also remember that God made the covenant unilaterally. He did not, he said, no matter what happens, I'm going to keep the covenant.
3: It's an an unconditional covenant. Yeah, that's
1: right. And uh, I'll, I'll just take a quick aside here. I think I've mentioned this before and probably you've heard me say this, um, but a number of years ago at our church, we had a conference that R.C. Sproul spoke mm. at. And as he was speaking, he talked about, you know, a lot of people asked me, what's my favorite verse in the Bible? And, and he said, a lot of people are surprised to hear me say, and I now I'm not going to remember, the it's the Genesis chapter 15, I'll, well, we'll get it during the break. But it's the verse that talks about when God put a, when God made the covenant with Abraham and he put Abraham into a deep sleep, and it, God appeared in the form of a flaming pot or a smoking pot, mm-hmm. if you will, fire pot. And it said, and the pot passed between the pieces of the animals. In other words, God passed between the pieces of the slain animals saying, I'll make the covenant and I will keep the covenant. And if anything, and the the symbolism of the slain animals on either side were the way two kings would make a covenant in that day and say, if one of us breaks the covenant, may we end up like this animal. Right. Yeah. And so God didn't make Abraham go through. God went through by himself saying, cause God knew you're going to break you and your people yeah. will break the covenant. We're going right? to, but I'm going to keep it. Yeah. And, and that was a great reminder to me that just because as a whole, the Jewish nation has not accepted Jesus as Messiah. It doesn't mean that that covenant and that 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 God has in any way failed or broken that covenant with the Jews.
3: And I think that's that's the that's the important thing. I think that Doug brought out in this the study that we're really closing out this week is that 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 as as Christians, no matter where we are in the world, the, the nation of Israel, which is where. You know, so much of our context arose from the Old Testament is that that then that's so vital to continue mm-hmm. and to support, yep. and, and that it's not just oh, there's some some strange thing that happened in the past in history. It is part of the context of our view of the world. Absolutely,
1: you know? yeah. And we're gonna go through some of these reminders in, in a little more detail, but just a little bit more background. You know, um, uh, Doug pointed out that that the jewish the overall population of america of the united states is only 2% of our total population is jewish but jews are jews suffer more than 50% of the hate crimes committed in america wow that's quite a stat right yeah. they are 2% of the population but they suffer you know over 51% uh, and I heard, an, I heard somewhere else, it was fifty-five percent of the hate crimes uh, in the in the country, and one out of four Jews in America will experience some sort of of hate crime in their lifetime. Cra- crazy that's stat! It's an amazing stat, it really. is. You know, it's just hard to comprehend, um, right? And, and Doug's point was, you know, what does that reveal about about our country? And uh, his answer to that is, the majority of people are ignorant about God's people. And what God says about them and what he says about the land itself, about this piece of land over there that's the size of New Jersey. Mm, yeah. <laughs> um, and it is called, there's a reason it's called the Holy Land, right? Yeah. I, one of the things, and again, I'm not, I didn't, I never want to sound too mystical about this or anything because I don't mean it to come across that way, but being over there and, and you know, we went to certain places where, Do, where Doug would say, okay, You know, certain areas like the shepherd's field, we don't know if that's the exact field. Right. But it's within a mile or two. It's close. Yeah. But there were other spots where Doug said, okay, Jesus definitely stood here, like the southern steps of the temple where the rabbis would teach. Right. And I remember standing on those steps and just thinking, the God of the universe stood here.
4: Yeah.
1: You can't do, you can't experience that and not have some kind of, you know, um, chills are the wrong word. I mean, yeah, it's not even yeah. a strong enough word. It's Just a a feeling of awe.
3: Yeah. Well, and it is. This is like holy ground, mm, right? I mean, you, it's uh, that's a great way to put yeah, it. That's Exactly. You're standing right. on holy ground. Yeah. And uh, wow, that's 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 really a part of the amazing thing about being able to go there and experience. You know, in in those in the footsteps of yeah. where Jesus had walked. That's right,
1: uh, and 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 not only that, but the just to. We've said so many times the the to be able to put certain scriptures in better context. You know, I I used to read, I would read the Gospels, and yeah, you know, wherever it said, and and Jesus went to Capernaum, and they went to Bethsaida, and they and they went to Choraz, or he said, woe to you Choraz, and woe to you Bethsaida, and and that doesn't really register, right? But then when you go and you understand how the how the land itself is intertwined. With Jesus' ministry and his teaching and the parables, the parables use so many um, uh, examples that are taken right from the land itself or Jewish culture, so that the pe- so that people would understand. They
3: comprehend them, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And comprehend that. Yeah. You know,
1: we, we went to a place called uh, Nazareth Village, uh, where they, through archaeology, they uncovered and they recreated a village that were what it would have looked like in Jesus' time, and you uh-huh. have a wine press. You have a watchtower. You have a vineyard. All the things that he used so often, a millstone in his teaching. So anyway, when we come back, we're going to continue our discussion here about uh, the importance of Israel and what God says about Israel in Scripture. We're glad you're with us. If you want to give us a call, you can at 844-777-7928. And Craig and I will be right back on SWAT Radio.
2: SRN News, I'm John Scott. Two senior Biden uh, administration officials say President Biden and Chinese President Xi Jinping reportedly will hold a long-anticipated meeting Wednesday in the San Francisco Bay Area. Correspondent Ken
3: Lorman. Biden and Xi have no shortage of difficult issues to address in their first engagement in nearly a year. Taiwan's upcoming election, differences over U.S. export controls on advanced technology, North Korea, the israeli Hamas war, and more are expected to be on the agenda.
2: Mr. Biden and Xi will be in San Francisco for the Asia-Pacific Economic Cooperation Summit. Also at srnews.com, at a news conference during meetings in India, U.S. Secretary of State Antony Blinken says he's wrapping up a nine-day trip of intensive diplomacy seeking to address critical objectives for the Israel-Hamas conflict.
1: Minimizing harm to Palestinian civilians and maximizing the humanitarian assistance that reaches them, working to prevent the spread of the conflict, Uh, focusing on getting hostages home uh, as well as getting American citizens and other foreign nationals uh, out of Gaza, and working to set sustainable, durable conditions for uh, genuinely lasting peace and security for Israelis and Palestinians alike.
2: Blinken speaking from New Delhi. Hungary's prime minister says Ukraine is not ready to begin talks on future membership in the European Union, signaling again that his country could pose a roadblock to Kyiv's ambitions to join that bloc. EU leaders are to decide in December whether Ukraine should be formally invited to begin talks to join the 27-member union. It's the world's largest trading bloc. On Wall Street, the Dow had 297 points, the NASDAQ up 244. This is SRN News.
0: This is Roger with The Truth Radio, and we're partnering with the Bible League International to send Bibles to the nations. Did you know that believers half a world away are praying to receive their very first Bible? Daniel is a new believer in Africa who hasn't read a single verse in the Bible because he doesn't own one. Mara is an elderly woman in Europe praying for more Bibles so she can share Jesus with many in her village. Miguel followed pagan practices in Latin America until a volunteer trained by Bible League used the Gospel of John to introduce him to Jesus and now he's praying for his own Bible. As you pray about investing in this effort, will you do so knowing you'll be the answer to someone else's prayer? $5 sends one Bible, $50 sends 10. Help us reach our goal of sending 1,200 Bibles. Become a Bible sender by calling 800-YES-WORD. That's 800-Y-E-S-W-O-R-D or by giving at (sighs) ilovethetruth.com. Expect a few delays because of a crash on I-10 westbound at the ramp to Lane Avenue. Also, there appears to be an incident on I-10 westbound at the ramp to the U.S. 301 Baldwin exit. And there's congestion I-95 southbound near Gulf Air Boulevard. Mostly cloudy tonight, low 67, Saturday, Veterans Day, mostly cloudy, high 78. From the Traffic and Weather Center, I'm AJ. (laughs)
4: the Mm -hmm. night
1: back to SWAT radio everyone David Gray and Craig Henderson glad you're with us as we wrap up the week here on SWAT radio and Craig and I were just joking before we came back we're going to get caught one of these times singing <laughs> singing uh, these, I love Christmas these Christmas songs, songs. yeah
3: <laughs> he's going to come back in he's going to hear my voice singing in the background which is going to sound <laughs> that's terrible okay. No, yeah.
0: that's okay. <laughs>
1: That's okay. Yeah, great, great songs, and uh, boy, the time is going by fast, isn't it? It's one one of the things I said about. You know, I've been in Florida for twenty five years, and came from New England, and you know, so much of kind of how you live in the Northeast is is predicated on the seasons and the weather. And uh, one of the things I noticed early on down here, you know, for example, living up there, Labor Day comes, and you know, that's the unofficial end of summer. And of course, you might have some great weather in the fall, but you know winter's coming and by the time halloween rolls around it's you know it's getting cold i can remember as a kid a couple times it light snow on halloween and having to wear a jacket and seinfeld does a bit about that where he yeah. says he's got his superman costume on he says but his mother making him put his little kid jacket on he says i don't <laughs> recall superman having to wear a jacket over his uniform <laughs> um but anyway here i remember the first couple of years i was here I, all of a sudden it was halloween or the end, you know then Thanksgiving, and you're thinking, how did this happen? Because the weather is— It didn't change yeah. <laughs> like
3: you're used to. Yeah, that's right. Now,
1: now, after being here for a long time, and you know it does change, it gets less humid. Uh, the heat goes away to some degree. But anyway, it's going fast, and glad to hear the, uh, the Christmas music. So before the break, we, we started talking about uh, what the topic has been for this week, and namely what Scripture has to say— uh, about the importance of Israel, what God says about the importance of the Jewish people and, and, and the land of Israel itself. And now we wanted to just kind of remind everyone of these kind of uh, 12 points that, that Doug brought out of the scriptures uh, that we've been talking about this week. I'm just going to run through them very high level, and then Craig, you and I will talk a little bit about them in more detail. But the first reminder about, about Israel and what God says is that Israel gave us the Messiah, gave us Jesus, the Savior of the world. And uh, we could stop right there and just talk about that for the rest of the program. There really is
3: almost nothing more important than that 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 uh, we, that happened. But that's you're right. right. That is certainly, I'm glad that's number one.
1: Yeah. Uh, the second point is Israel is God's answer to the confusion of, we would say Babel, but it's bab right, as Doug pointed out. And so we'll maybe go back and talk about that a little bit. Uh, uh, number three, Israel is a nation in covenant with Yahweh. And we just talked about that in in some of our intro there, that God made the covenant with Abraham and, and and that covenant continues. Uh, Number four, Israel gave us the father of our faith, right? Um, Which is Abraham, right? And uh, interestingly, he's the father of three major religions, right? Uh, Christianity, Judaism, and, uh, and Islam. But you and I were talking before the program, you know, without Jesus, uh, Judaism is incomplete. That's that's part. that's right. right.
3: Jesus fulfills the covenant.
1: He right. is the. He. I, I think Doug has in his notes somewhere here in his teaching that, that as Gentiles, you and I, we were we were converted, we were grafted into the wild to the to the root to the that root. is uh, that is Israel. So Jews, when they believe, and come to faith in Jesus, are completed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I liked that. That's right. But we are converted. Uh, number five, Israel is is the standard of divine might. Israel is the standard of divine might. Uh, the sixth point is that Israel, uh, is, uh, they are the people of the book, right? They are the people of the Bible, of, of the Old Testament, certainly, and, and many of the New Testament who believe, but they are people of the book. Uh, and number seven, uh, Israel uh, was the only divinely ordained religious system that prescribes how we interact with God. Um And so, uh, very interesting, you know, we've said this before, right? All other major religions have a way for men, mankind to appease God. Right, Uh, right. uh, Of course, Christianity and what the Bible teaches is we can't. (laughs) God comes to us and saves us. Um, The eighth point was that Israel gave us the Christian church, right? We, We just did Acts for... 17 years yeah for a little bit yeah that's right (laughs) not that long a couple uh, years
3: but yeah that that is the found the founding of the church came through through jesus death and resurrection and then how that began to spread into uh into asia
1: yep and the first church as we know was in jerusalem and so the, the the jewish people gave us israel gave us the christian church um the ninth point is that israel is the object of satanic hatred and Mm. I don't know if we'll we'll get back to that or not but but Revelation 12:17 talks about the dragon or Satan wanting to destroy the woman and, and the woman representative of Israel from whom the Messiah came and and we are we are the offspring of the woman the whole church uh, all That's believers right. are the offspring of the woman the woman uh, which is Israel the covenant community in Israel and Satan hates all of us right he hates Israel as being the the land or the, the covenant community from which Jesus came, and he hates us as believers, uh, as the offspring of Jesus, and that's what that passage talks about. Um, number 10, uh, we get our Judeo-Christian worldview from Israel. Number 11, Israel is, is judicially darkened, at least for now, right? We know we've been talking about the passage in Romans 11 that talks about a revival that's coming uh, among uh, Jewish people—that they many will believe in Jesus and accept Him for who He is. Yeah. Um, and number twelve, lastly, Israel is the hope of the world. Right. We have hope because of Israel. Uh, Doug pointed out there have been throughout history five or six attempted genocides of the Jewish people, but they persist because of God's covenant. And faithfulness, and as we said, they, they they there will be a large number of Jews that will believe that passage. You and I were talking about. It talks about um, there's a partial hardening right now until yeah. the full number of the Gentiles has come in, which is a that's a that's a line for another program. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
3: that's, I think that was the one that you were talking about out of out of Romans chapter eleven verse twenty five, mm. when it, it really says that uh, uh, lest they be wise in their own sight. I do not want you to be unaware of the mystery brothers. A partial hardening has come upon Israel Mm -mm. until the fullness of the Gentiles has
1: come in. That's right. That's an amazing thing. Yeah, passage talks about that because of their lack of belief, we received uh, the gospel. We are
3: the beneficiaries. Right, Um,
1: right. But it also talks about because we received mercy because of Israel's disobedience, we should be merciful to the to the Jewish people. So there's another reason, right, from that right. passage, uh, to that that we should treat Israel and see Israel the way God sees them. So, anyway, just so getting back to the beginning, uh, you know, the fact that that Israel gave us the Messiah. That was the first point about why why Israel is so important. And the you know Doug talked about the. the First mention of that is all the way back in Genesis three fifteen, where where God is talking to the serpent and saying that the offspring of the woman, that, that the serpent Satan will bruise his heel, but but the Messiah Jesus will crush the head of Satan, will defeat Satan. And um, there was some really interesting things in that point uh, that we talked about, and I know that this has been talked about this week, um, but that that that. Right from the beginning, as soon as the fall kind of is recorded, God's plan is already there to send to send a savior. Uh, it, and as Doug pointed out, you know we've talked a lot about the word eunagelion as we get into Mark, yes. right? That this was the first eunagelion, God announcing right. that His King will will win one, well, a great victory, come. that's right, and win a great battle. And we know from Doug's teaching that eunagelion. The declaration uh, was always about the birth of a king, the coronation of a king, or the declaration of a major victory, battle victory, of a king. Yes. And so here we have God announcing the victory over sin, the victory over Satan of Jesus.
3: Um, yeah, in the very beginning.
1: Yep, and that, and that God will save his people through a particular Jew. There was my New England accent. Particular, a particular <laughs> Jew who will give his life for all. And, I, and, I, and we're going to come up on a break here, so I, I'm sorry to rush a little bit, but I thought this was really cool and interesting, right? So so we had the offspring of Adam and Eve, offspring of Eve, and we had Cain and Abel. right? Uh, Cain killed Abel. Uh, God replaced Abel with Seth. And then from Seth, who was Adam and Eve's son, we had Enoch, and then Noah,
4: mm-hmm. and
1: then we had Shem, who was a son of Noah. Right? Only Noah's family was saved. And in Genesis nine, it says, "Blessed be the Lord, the God of Shem." And, and as Doug pointed out, it's what that means is, "Blessed be Yahweh, the God of Shem," and that's and that, that's where we get Shemites, which became Semites, and so. Shem means name, and it's, so we're talking about almost a play on words there—the God of the name. And so, if you are an anti-Shemite or an anti-Semite,
0: mm-hmm. you
1: are anti-God. Yeah, is is what that means. I, I never knew that before we it's talked. It's really about an interesting. It. Yeah, I
3: had not realized that till, till we were teaching on this. Yep. Yeah.
1: And so the Messiah comes eventually through Seth, from Seth's line all the way down. Uh, to, to Joseph. So we're going to come back after our last break here on SWAT Radio. Thanks for being with us and come on
0: back. If you'd like to contact SWAT Radio, the toll free number is 1 844 777 7928. That's 844 777 7928 or 844-777-SWAT. You can also listen to this program through the WTRJ The Truth app from the App Store or over the Internet by accessing www.swatradio.com. We'll be back shortly for further discussion and to take your calls. The Florida-Georgia Truth Network in Folkestone at 91.3. Said the
1: Welcome back to SWAT Radio, everyone. David Gray and Craig Henderson. Glad you're with us here as we get into our last segment of the program and our last segment of the week. Uh, Craig and I will actually be back on Monday, and we'll be back into our study in Mark, uh, talking about uh, the third piece, if you will, of what Jesus had to say there in the first chapter of Mark about hearing the gospel and then repenting, believing, and following him. Follow. uh, Craig uh, did a great job teaching our group on that uh, yesterday, and we'll get into that uh, on Monday. So we are kind of reviewing uh, the 12 reminders that Doug laid out uh, from Scripture about what God has to say about Israel, about the Jewish people, and about the land and and the importance of Israel. And we just talked about the first one, that Israel gave us the Messiah. Uh, The second one is Israel's is God's answer to the confusion of 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 Babel, or we all are familiar, or most of us are familiar with the Tower of Babel, and uh, just a couple of interesting points from, from under there. That uh, after Noah, um, there you know everybody kind of began, that, you know, speaking the same language, and 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 that's when they tried to make the tower and become like God, right? Same thing as
3: become like God was the problem, wasn't <laughs> it? Yeah same thing I as can what, be a god.
1: Yeah. What, the, what the devil told adam and eve you know yeah god doesn't want you to eat from that tree because then you'll be like him but if you eat from that tree you can be like him so, right um, but god says you know when he says there's nothing that they can't do what he meant was there's no evil that they're not capable of i thought that was interesting too and so he threw them into confusion they were they became 70 nations they intermarried. They formed ethnic groups and religions. There were many gods, um, and then um, 400 years later, after the uh, God brings the Jews out of Egypt, the first you know, three commandments are: no other gods before me, no images of what you think God is, and not and no defaming Yahweh's name. Yeah, you know, right? right. So uh, God made it clear to His people um, about about that. So. Um, Anyway, God scatters people, they seek other gods, but Genesis 12 is God's solution to that. He chooses Abraham and separates him from idolatry. And that, that kind of leads us into the third point, that, that Israel is a nation in covenant with Yahweh. And I, I just wanted to read uh, Genesis 12, verses 1 to 3. Now the Lord said to Abram, Go from your country and your kindred and your father's house to the land that I will show you, and I will make you a great nation, and I will bless you and make your name great, so that you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and him who dishonors you, I will curse. And in you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. You and I are blessed because of uh, that covenant.
3: That is such a powerful verse. To think that yep. you are—that you are—it's—it's uh, it's a verse of, of of encouragement and responsibility mm-hmm. in this case. And that, that God says, "I will bless you," which is awesome, right? Yep. We are blessed, but why are we how, why are we blessed to be a blessing? Mm-hmm. It, I mean, it really is. That's the responsibility is to be right. a blessing to all that we come in contact with. And mm-hmm. that's uh, I've always that that's one of the verses I've really have always stuck with me. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: that's a great point. Yeah, thank you. Um, but the the idea that this also this idea that God chose Abraham don't know why yeah it was his good pleasure right that's the answer to do so yeah because it was nothing in Abraham he was a pagan but Doug's point from that last point he he it's God's answer to the confusion of Babel right mm-hmm. he calls Abraham out and calls yeah. him out of idolatry and gives him the truth right crazy right crazy but he in the Covenant he gave him a land a nation to fill it and then the promise that the families of the earth would be blessed, and by that he means us. All, yeah, everybody, everybody who believes, right? We are the spiritual children of Abraham. The Bible talks about that, um, and and we, you know, talked about this a little earlier that that it was a unilateral covenant. God, right. how, it's how God saves man, mm-hmm. and you know, we talk whether you, you know, Doug has talked about this many times. The gospel itself and the nature of the way God saves us is all through Scripture. That it's God who does it, and 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 we don't really it's have not, any part in it.
3: That's right. We can't save ourselves.
1: Yeah. I shouldn't say we don't really have any part in it. We don't have any part in it. Right. Let me be clear. God justifies us. We are spiritually dead. I've always loved... The idea, you know, somebody reminded me once, a very wise man named Jack Turpin used to talk about this. Jack was on Doug's board at one point. Jack used to say, the Bible is very clear that we're, we were spiritually dead. And a dead person can't make a choice. A dead person cannot make a choice. Now, now we do respond to the gospel when we believe in the sense that we believe, but right. it's because God has given us a new heart that yeah. allows us to believe he's regenerated. I used to have it backwards. I've mentioned this before. I used to think if I pull myself up by my bootstraps and decide that based on all the information uh I believe then God would save me. And yeah. of course that's completely backwards or wrong. God regenerates my heart so I can believe. And then uh you know he he becomes we be, we become adopted into his family because of him.
3: Yeah, that's very true. I mean, it's really well put because we, we, you know, we, we go along and all of a sudden, and, and I think there's things that happen to every one of us where we just have that moment where God really speaks into our lives in powerful ways. And we realize I can't do this. It's, yeah. it's not something I am capable of doing. I can't make myself, um, you know, who, who I would like to be yeah. or, or God calls me to be of my own power. Yeah, and it's, right. it's a hopeless thing when you try it on your own.
1: Yeah, that's right. That's right. So, you know, this covenant shows us how you know was the beginning of God revealing how He would save men and women. And um, Romans eleven seventeen talks about that we are a and and God did this through the nation and the people initially of Israel. Yeah. And that Romans eleven seventeen says we are a wild olive shoot grafted into a cultivated olive tree, and the cultivated olive tree is Israel are god's that's right. people god's that's, chosen people. that's the root for us that's right and so when the bible does talk about um in many ways the new israel if mm-hmm. you will right that is referring to the church we are part of it but be, but we're part of it because god grafted us in that's to right. the original <laughs> root yeah
3: we don't have the genetic lineage but now we have the spiritual lineage that's that r- comes r- through that's that right. yeah that's right that's right
1: so our view of God, as we said earlier, of nature, of man, of sin, redemption, government, family, is all from Scripture and is all comes out of the law, if you will, given to sure. the Israelites, yeah. given to the Jews. So everything we have as Christians comes from Israel. Um, and we come from Israel, and as we talked about, and are saved because of God's covenant with Israel. If God didn't make that covenant initially with Israel, where would we be?
3: Yeah, that really is the founding framework for how we how we look at people. We look at the world around us. We look at uh, our our nation, our our form of government. I mean, it is that it's that's the same framework that, that guides who we are, how yeah. we see things.
1: Yeah. And I yeah. mentioned this earlier, but I thought you know you and I were talking about it during the break. I'll read the verse, the one that R. C. Sproul said was oh, yeah. his favorite yeah. verse. It's Genesis fifteen seventeen. And this is the passage. This is this section of scripture is the description of God making the actual covenant with Abraham. And it says in fifteen seventeen, when the sun had gone down, and at this point Abraham is in a sleep, a That's trance. Right.
3: Trance. Yeah. When the
1: sun had gone down and it was dark, behold, a smoking firepot and a flaming torch passed between these pieces. And then I'll read eighteen as well. On that day, the Lord made a covenant with Abraham, with Abram, saying, "To your offspring, I give this land from the river of Egypt to the great river, the Euphrates." And and again, we've already talked about it, but the fact that God didn't make Abraham, Abram walk through right. the pieces of the slain animal perform
3: his own. Yes, right. It was God making the covenant with him.
1: Yeah, and pointing. So, so the idea again was, and I'm sorry to harp on this, but I think it's it's so important to understand. Do yeah, no, no, something? I'm agreeing. It's, it's it, something that's it, not taught very often. Is is the idea was that when when people made a covenant that way, when kings made a covenant that way, they were saying if one of us breaks this covenant, then we have to end up like these slain animals. And so what God did was He made the covenant alone. But he acted on Abram's and our behalf because Abram and us, all the spiritual broke the covenant. We'll, that's right. And God takes the punishment of becoming like the slain animals. That's what Christ did for in us. Jesus. That's, that's right. That's
3: right. That's what Christ did for us.
1: And so there's the one sided covenant and the gift. That's that how God important the
3: old it. testament is. Yeah. Is that that, that, point. that point right there is something that is rarely taught you know, in in churches, and yet, you know, when we talk about the slain lamb and and you know Jesus taking bearing the burden of our sins, that's where it started. Is right, right there. God said, "It's going to come
1: on me." That's right. That's you know? right. And when and frankly, we don't we don't talk about that that much. Oh, but no. that's a that's a great um, thing to remember. I think, and a great piece of scripture. And it's interesting that R. C. Sproul would say that's his favorite verse. I think maybe you I was saying in the break, or maybe <laughs> yeah. I said it on the air. Uh, maybe that should be all our favorite verse, because without that, without what God did passing between the pieces, then none of what happened after that is possible, right? And, and us sitting here as redeemed and, uh, you know, saved children of God uh, would not happen, would Would not have happened. So anyway, uh, real quick, we're coming to the end of the, of the hour here, but uh, the fourth point was Israel gave us the father of our faith, and and we've talked about this. Uh, Abraham is claimed as the father not only of Christianity but of of Islam and of Judaism, Judaism right? And of course, he is the father of Judaism. Yeah, but it,
3: it's almost like yeah, Judaism and Christianity are sort of a linear linear connection hmm. because the, the the Son of God came through you know Jeru- Israel, That's and right. that and that it became our Savior yeah. as as we followed
1: him. And uh, we'll end with this. Abraham is the father of our faith, like we read in Genesis 12. And he's also the father of our works, Doug pointed out, from Genesis 22. And by works, we mean acts of obedience. He was yeah. obedient all the way to where he was going to sacrifice Isaac. His own son. But then God stopped him from doing that. So he showed us how to act in obedience through faith. So anyway, that is the end of our program today. We're really glad that you've been with us. Thank you for listening, Craig. Great to be here. And I'll see you on Monday.
3: Yes, yes, you will. Absolutely.
1: Hope you'll tune in on Monday and have a great weekend.